Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back down here in Porchville. How you doing? Yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> What's up, man? Woo! How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. Yeah? All right, all right. Sean Manley's in the house tonight. First time here. Sean Manley. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing all right. Yeah? Just, just first another time. day in Gainesville and uh, first day in Porchville. Yeah? How does it uh, how does it feel to be on this side of the mic? Because last time, last time we did this, you were on this side. Yeah, yeah, I was over there. That was a long time ago. Forty meltdown. You still doing that? Uh, no, not for a while. Yeah. Not for a while. No. Um, yeah, I do miss uh, the Grow Radio days. the The thing about that was uh, I decided to quit for a little bit and kind of get back with my life, and then. Yeah. We had some misfits that were in the Grow Radio station, and Uh-oh. it was it was always at night. Yeah, they don't. But the thing is, is they would just leave evidence in the morning, you know, like, <laughs> and you know, everyone would have a beer or whatever. Right. But yeah, they were pretty rowdy, and uh, so we ended up getting an email, and uh, Bill Bryson over at Grow Radio was like, "I've had enough," you know. I warned <laughs> you like a dozen times. I've had enough. So, uh, and then I was like, oh crap, man, I, I want to get back into this again. Yeah. So, um, there, I've actually been talking to, uh, WGOT as well. So they want me to come over. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that works. It'd be FM radio. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <coughs> well, and you know, have you thought about doing something like this podcasting, man? So, uh, everybody's doing it these days, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, we're, we're even doing it. <laughs> and who the fuck are we? Right? Right? Um, yeah, could be, could I mean- be a fun thing. I'm sure you got a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're seriously one of the hardest working motherfuckers I've seen. Like, you're always out there working on stage somewhere. How many how many gigs on average do you do? Uh, like, in a, in a over- Let's say an average year, like 2019. How many how many shows were you running that year? Well, I I will say that back in 2016, I wanted to make a goal of playing 100. Yeah. And I started looking back, and I'm like, oh, maybe I played 50 something or whatever. You know, it, it was like 70 something, and then it was 50 something. I'm yeah. like, I want to play 100. Yeah. So I got to do it last show, New Year's Eve, brought in the new year uh, nice. with 100 shows drinking champagne and that was great uh but so then after that it grew and yeah. i will say that it got to i think 173 shows no in 2019 damn that's fantastic yeah jesus christ so it went from like 100 129 150 something and then 173 so like I don't know, 2020. Could you had have to have been pretty optimistic going into 2020 then. I, I th- like, just like everyone else, I thought it was going to be my year too. Yeah. You know, like I. There was something about it. There was something about it in the air. Like, yeah. 2020, like, it, it, it was a, it's a big, bold fucking year, you know? We should have known that, like, it, it was going to end up being a disaster anyway, <laughs> you know? It was like, go big or bust. Oh. And we busted. Yeah. We all busted. Jesus. But I, I got my passport, and my whole thing was is I wanted to play music abroad yeah. somehow, some way. Yeah. I just wanted to do it. I didn't care 
if it was Canada, if it was Europe, if it was New Zealand, if it was Amsterdam, if it was Costa Rica, if it was on a boat somewhere. Oh yeah. I just wanted to just just try it and I was like, "Oh my god, then the lockdown came." <sighs> <sighs> yeah, and now like going abroad anywhere is pretty much impossible if you're from America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Are we even allowed to go to Mexico? I don't I, think Mexico wants us. I don't <laughs> think it's against the law. I think they just don't. I want think they're us. just like, y'all stay the fuck up there. I was like, you remember that orange guy? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so so it ended up that uh, you know March hits, the pandemic yeah. hits, and we're talking about going from like. I quit my job. I'm playing music full time. Had so, you and you had quit your job at that point? Yeah. Oh shit. And then it was like, then I looked at my schedule for, and and then April, I will, I I keep, I do an Excel spreadsheet yeah. for like all my gigs, <clears throat> and uh, so just seeing zero for like mm. my earnings for for April, and I'm just like, spider webs and crickets. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. It. So. That's gotta hurt. Yeah, I mean that's gotta that's gotta sting. Seriously. Yeah. Because so, I mean I know you've been doing this a long time, and I know you love doing it. But it was like April first. I got my old job back over at Parks Place, yeah. Tim and Terry's. I've always loved being there. That's a great spot. Yeah. I, I used to know a guy named Alan who was a drummer. He used to work the counter at Tim oh, wow. and Terry's, and uh, he was a drummer for a band. Uh, they were. How long have you been in Gainesville? Forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. You remember Daughters of the Revolution? I've heard the name, yeah. George uh um, Steve Landis on bass. Uh, Danny Landis' brother, you know the Landis yeah, brothers. Yeah, I know the I know the Landis's. <clears throat> Steve I Landis. played Landis Fest one year. Did, oh, did you? So you <laughs> know. You know. Um and Alan, I don't remember Alan's last name, but uh there are actually some daughters of the revolution original CDs floating around that I've that I've been able to get my hands on so we're going to we're going to play some of that music uh at some point in in the near future future shows but uh um yeah they're just a fantastic band one of those bands that were really really big around town in like 99 2000 um, I was in high school. Oh yeah. yeah, I I think I was just fr- you know fresh I, out a couple years out. There, you know, I would see like sleepy Odie shirts. Yeah. on you know, on high school kids. I remember it's, you know seeing that. But I guess uh, when I when I turned eighteen, I uh, went and checked out a show at Common Grounds. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that was cool. Like first show ever. It was these two bands, Squeaky and Pop Cannon. It was I remember last Pop show. Cannon. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's they, wild. They were a trip, and uh, yeah, so that's that's when I got into the local music scene, and then the Purple Porpoise. That was the next thing. God rest its soul. Yeah, man. that place was fantastic, and that's where I first saw Holidays play. <clears throat> oh yeah, man, really? Yeah, Way yeah. back then. And then you know, oh, the, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then the next spot was uh, Eddie C's. You saw me when I had a full head of hair. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do, you back guys, when I, do you guys need a moment here? Back something? when I used to wear my shirt like open and, you know. Oh, jeez. It was terrible. Back Lord. before you got fat and hairy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> grew, grew a beard. 
Back in the good old days. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I'll tell you what ended up happening, though, with going from, like, zero income, getting my old job back. Well, I got this opportunity to work over at Akira Wood uh, downtown, and it's an uh, architectural wood mill. Uh, the projects are for $750,000 and up. Damn. And, and I'm in there, you know, 12 bucks an hour. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, I am getting a full-on education in in all of this. Like, so I'm working in estimating, and I'm working with the engineers. Right. So I get to see all these real numbers. <clears throat> but the latest project was uh, the Aston Martin Residences. Oh, shit. In Miami, Florida. And I did, I did a like a door package, like I worked on that, and it was for the amenities floors. So we're talking about like, they're they're advertising this right now, like under construction, live like James Bond, you know, feel like James Bond okay. when you come here. So it's interesting. Like the 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 condos go from like eight hundred thousand dollars to thirty million. Whoa. Actually, fifty million. Jesus I'm sorry, it's fifty Christ. million dollars. Could for you the, imagine having that much yeah. to buy a house? Yeah, like, like just to buy a fucking house. Like, man, sign me up. <laughs> when does it open? Uh, it said <laughs> this podcast this, is going to go huge any day yeah. now. <laughs> this year, twenty twenty. We're, we're banking on it. We're banking on it. <laughs> oh man, we're going to split the rent. That's the, right. Yeah, the average one there is like five million dollars. Holy shit! And I don't. I think the the penthouses, which there's like seven of them probably, and then yeah. the triplex, which has like the main penthouse on the top it ha- actually has a swimming pool that goes over the edge on like the 60 that sounds floor. slightly terrifying yeah <laughs> jesus and you know count me out of that one <laughs> <laughs> overlooking the ocean you have the atlantic ocean 65 floors down. i would just rather go swimming in the ocean why would i have to go swimming on I, a sky I, I believe a thousand percent if you ended up in a pool like that on a 64th floor i i 100 percent believe that that you would not make it I would die. I, I believe that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Every every ounce of my soul. I'm Florida man. Yeah, yeah. Plummets sixty four stories wow. to his death. Oh no 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 no! Florida man would walk out and see how high up he was, and he would die of an aneurysm. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> I kind of imagined you like somehow with the pool and you know the, all that stuff. No, I wouldn't make Bath it that salts. far. <laughs> I would not make it that far. <laughs> Bath salts. Yeah. That might help with my vertigo. That might. <laughs> well, so that's pretty awesome. You're getting, like, you know, just learning a whole yeah. new industry. Of, so, like, you know. what I've been doing for this last thing, I so I did the doors for the amenities, which were, like, in indoor pools, saunas, two movie theaters, a gymnasium, and just all types of fun stuff. This is the Aston Martin building. Like, yeah, yeah. the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's real deal, I'm yeah. sure. Just a name like that, you know. Yeah. It's the DB9. So the on the these units, the residences and condos, I've just been measuring baseboard. Yeah. On the computer, it it took me 2 days to <laughs> and I ended up I'll just say it was almost 1.5 million dollars in baseboard if and we just threw in Whoa. just a number. Let's just say it was eight dollars a foot. 
So I don't know what the reverse math Jeez. is. I forgot it's how a much lot. baseboard that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like it's something that you're enjoying doing, though. It's, like, you it's know. so cool, man. Yeah. I, how I does ne- one fall into that kind of a position, like to get a job like that? I mean, like you're a musician and everything like that, and then all of a sudden you're designing James Bond's mansion. Right. It's a fantastic uh, way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about who you know. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, networking. I guess is the it's the key to success. And oh, yeah. in my case, uh, I had a really good friend. Um, I've had him on the radio at Forty Meltdown, and he would spin records. He's got a massive record collection, and he he really takes care of his stuff. And he has everything from like. He really likes all the Ipecac stuff, mm. so he has like, jeez, um, uh, uh, Faith No More, and like, so I don't know. He'll, anyways. So he goes by He with the Hat, and uh, he's like, he's definitely my brother, and it was so cool because he's like, yeah, I think we could we could use you know someone to help out around here, and it's like okay, so I go in for this interview. And I just try to put together the best resume ever. And uh, I got the job and just got thrown into it. It's like my first office job ever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and now I'm working on James Bond's uh, <laughs> hotel room. That's dope, man. Yep. And it's cool because, like you said, it's it's obviously something that you've fallen in love with doing. And yep. And I still I get to do music again. Yeah. Like it, it came back, you know. And so now, how are you? Are you back up to full capacity? Is, is playing as much as you were, or is it still ramping up? I'm playing less and making more. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's more of a demand to get people back out there. And, maybe, uh, maybe. But yeah. I'm finding the gigs. So yeah, <laughs> that's dope. So what you're saying is like, if you want to make big money, you have to be James Bond's architect. Exactly, that's, that's the trick. Definitely it. That's yeah. where I made the mistake. <laughs> that's where I made. Is the that mistake. the? Is that that's the? That's it. That, that that's was the one. one. That was the one mistake. <laughs> I never designed a home for James Bond. <laughs> Damn it! Well, <laughs> I thought I was doing good. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, oh. I brought a couple tapes for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, we got a we got a few tracks here. Um, tell me about it. What, uh, what's here? I, got, I I made them into a folder. So we've got um, which one do you want to listen to first? I actually wanna I want to hear the holidays interview. Oh, you want to hit that? Yeah, yeah. So it's like <clears throat> back from 2012. All right. Whenever I had you guys on the show, and uh, so by the way, like being out here on the porch. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I could think of influences, maybe Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For sure, for sure, we get that we we get yeah. that comparison a little bit, you know. But that's sort of the, that's sort of you know. I don't get that comparison. <laughs> People are like, all right, it's kind of like Joe Rogan plus that other guy. That <laughs> who the fuck are who the fuck is he talking about? Well, like, we just, I the, the the idea of a long format is is brilliant, you know. Mm-hmm. I think more and more people. Um, just want to hear people hanging out and talking, you know, talking about whatever and like the shit uh, show. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. sort of what we do. Is 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 like uh, we're just hanging out, bullshit, and talking about whatever. You just know, wherever the day takes us. If you if you had any other influences along the way, you know, 
Well, like there might have been, you know, one time at Grow Radio and you had your <laughs> band out there. <laughs> I've actually I've actually been involved with radio since I was about 18 in Fort Byers. I, oh, man. I, I cool. got involved in a radio show um, and it was for it was for a teen theater. We used to we used to do like peer mediation and education and I was a part of this acting group that uh through um you fucking nerd Planned Parenthood <laughs> oh total nerd um sponsored by like Planned Parenthood and they'd send us out into the schools and you know we'd put on these performances about you know don't get pregnant Susie and this is oh, wow. you know that kind of shit and it, this is coming from <clears throat> Nick it <laughs> Nick and this evolved into a they couple years later they said well we'd like to do a radio show and we want to buy. We want to buy an hour on Sunday morning, um, in a. It was a terrible spot. It was like Sunday morning at ten. You know, nobody's fucking listening. You know, at ten o'clock to the shit we're talking about. Um, but we got to play a few songs and everything. So they said, "Well, would you be interested in doing it?" I said, "Yeah, you know what? I'd love to do it." And, uh, but I, I said, "I, I just want to. All I want to do though is I just want to interview local musicians, and." Um, talk about you know what they're doing and where they're going, and so it, it's funny because that's what I'm doing here now, you know, all these years later. But that's what I wanted to do that, and so I got to go out and interview some local bands. Um, now, did they go along with it? Or were they like, "Yeah, stay out of trouble, kids"? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was that was the funny thing was that the shit I was doing was just not related to the other stuff at all. Um, so they would have little uh the hosts would have um parts that they would uh they would sort of read and you know like all right kids now uh, this that, and i don't think they talk that condescendingly to them but <laughs> hey you kids, know <laughs> let's rap so they uh but i would i would play my my uh, music on beavis and butthead and uh the uh eventually right before the first show happened the host there was two hosts um the male host quit and so they said well hey would you like to step in and by this time like i'm feeling this radio thing i'm digging yep. so i had been in the studio um working and just you know doing editing and shit like that so i was having fun with it they i said you know what yeah sure i'll do it and they gave me a script and they said, you know, this this is what you're going to read. And I said, okay, no problem. So the day of the show, the first show, um, I I go on to inter to intro a song, and prior to the song, they're talking about flavored condoms and how you can flavored use them. Condoms. If you're, you know, if, so you can be safe when you're having how oral about, sex. How about camouflage condoms? Because you'll never see them coming. <laughs> I, my job. Nailed it. My job at that point was to read the script and say, oh, I was, I, I came in and I said, I said, speaking of oral sex, here's Bush with Swallowed. And yeah. then ran Bush. Wow. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> The phone fucking lit up. They wanted oh, me yeah. off yeah, the show. <laughs> the, the the sponsors, they wanted me off the show. Her name was like Mary Ellen or some That's brilliant. cunt of a name. I don't fucking know that bitch. <laughs> but 
so they, they wanted me off the show. So I, I was done. That was that. And so I said, well, I'll just go back to doing the local music thing. And they said, okay, you can do that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't want me for that other yeah. thing. <laughs> so, so a couple months go by, several shows happen. Um, they don't know if they're going to renew for a, a second, you know, re-up But or someone else wrote that line. Like, who would have pulled that off? Yeah, I, you know? I, like, <laughs> what do I know? I, I was just there, you know, reading the shit that they handed me. I thought it was bullshit that they kicked me off, but I was like, all right, whatever. At least I get to still do my thing. Uh, after that, the show went on for, for several months, and the last show of the season, they said, well, hey, do you want to come on? one last time for the last show of the season and uh because we're going to play uh, Bush Swallow they had to pre-plan the songs that they were going to play so they said do you, do you want to come on and would you like They to, wanted you to come back they and said, do it would again. you like to just come on and intro this song and i said <clears throat> well of course of course i would so the so the girls came all right hey hey it's about that time i said all right yeah they said here's our old pal and i had my radio name was doc mojo Loved it, Doc Mojo. So I did not know that about. Oh, him. that was my radio name, Doc Mojo. Doc Mojo. So the the girl says, uh, uh, she says, "Well, hey, all right, we're gonna bring in our old pal Doc Mojo to intro this next song." And I said, "Hey, how's everybody doing? This song, this next song, is a very is a, is a song that's very near and dear to my heart." Here's Bush with Swallowed, and then we ran the song, and the fucking phones lit up again, and they called and they said. He's never to be on the radio. I was like, what the fuck, well, man? I, you didn't even break the rules that time. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> you just but, reminded him, and it was just that. Uh, <laughs> but that was that, and they did not renew the show. Uh, that, was, that was the end of it. I could have stuck with it at that point uh, and probably probably done it for a little bit. I knew the owner of the radio station and everything and uh, several of the DJs, and I just... I was twisted in the wind. You know, I was an 18-year-old kid, no fucking direction in the world. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, and then I ended up in Gainesville. And then I ended up, you know, in a band and did that for a long time. And uh, pretty much as soon as that ended, we were like, well, fucking, let's do, you know, back to this. So that's pretty much the trajectory. trajectory. So basically <laughs> what you're saying is that Fate led you to me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's a crack list, you fucking home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so how about the, this uh, old interview? So yes. This is back when I was interviewing mm -hmm. um, you guys, Yeah. which was, that was pretty awesome. My style's a little different. Yeah. I do like sitting down and, and hearing it in the headphones here. I love your you like mic that? setup yeah. here. Yeah, man. Oh, man, we went for it. We went for it. We just wanted it, wanted it to be relaxed yeah. and you know, all that good but stuff. So The one know. cool thing, I don't know if you noticed, is that no one was wearing headphones yeah. at Grow Radio. Yeah. So like some of the DJs, they would come in and they'd put their headphones on. They'd get their coffee or, or beer or whatever. And yep. They'd be like... All right. Coffee or no. beer, your choice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was one or the other. 
you know yeah. we always did we we did it because or the flask we, it balances everybody out you know we had several incarnations of the show when we started and yeah. trying to figure out how we were going to put this together and uh because the idea was initially i mean you've been to the porch before it's just yeah good times hanging out bullshitting you know Watching the Remember, fucking sun. Yeah, come we up hung out and uh, we played uh, cards against humanity yeah, yeah. on a different porch. Yeah, there. that's yeah. the old porch. Yeah, and and uh, you know initially it was like we just stuck a fucking mic in the middle of the table and it was a oh, bunch wow. of people talking. That was a terrible idea for you know <laughs> yeah. for actually listening to. So then we, you know, we started refining how we were doing it. Came up with this. You know, initially I was the only one with the headphones and everybody. So everybody's all over the place. But so it was slowly realizing yeah. okay this is how in 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 the the headphones just sort of equalize everybody this so, setup's ideal know, it's great and it's great we love it yeah i like how you know and it's it's still it's still just the table and yeah. the porch but it's also the studio yeah. yeah yeah it's dope man it's dope all right let's check this out let's hear uh hollow days 2012 <laughs> and 40 meltdown and go. <laughs> We're about to go to the fourth dimension, by the way. As long as it opens. Yep. As long as it opens. The gates of hell. <laughs> okay. What am I doing here? What am I? It's not opening. Do we need a new sound guy? <laughs> <laughs> um... So I, I was definitely saying how, like, I didn't use headphones. Well, the speakers were way up above. Yeah. And that room was like an old laundry room. Um, and then, the, you know, they put, like, the two turntables and the microphone and, uh, you know, basically anything you wanted to do there. We had – so I, you know, I had the microphone and I was kind of going back and forth. But you'll you'll see how that ends up sounding. Let's try something else here. This right. part will get edited out at some point. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna have to. I remember this from like one of your last shows. Yeah. By the way. I'm gonna have to figure out why that's not playing. So, I, it by may the way, copied the whole fucking file over like it was supposed you, to. So. You saw the shirt. I can't read that either, but it says Nibiru. Oh, it's oh, Nibiru. Dude, right. yeah, yeah. So I was, I was just looking at the design. I'm like, I don't know what it says, but it's a cool design. Yeah. But yeah, Nibiru, dude, that was awesome that they gave me a copy of that CD. Hell yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna play a little piece of this here real quick, uh, and then I think we're just gonna hit pause, and uh, I'm gonna try to pull those files over again, make sure I got them, and then we'll come back. And but this was actually part of the documentary that was done. I hope some of you guys are listening in today to a radio show called 40 Meltdown. We got Hollow Days in the station right now. You guys are playing a show tonight? Yeah, man, we're down at the High Dive, which is formerly Double Down. This is just a clip. Formerly Common Ground, which is formerly the Covered Dish. Uh-huh. But we're super pumped up because we have been around since, like, we started in 2001. And then I quit. 
And so then we we actually broke it up. It's like a five minute little documentary, you know, involving the dude. That is nuts. Like I have seen that thing before, and I never realized that that was you. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's that because they awesome. they spelled my name wrong. Oh, Did he? that's what it is. Oh, yeah, Jason Phillips. <laughs> if you're listening, all right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do this Jason rare probably thing. Probably is listening right now. I, I think it so. says scene. Well, not right now, but when it gets released, he's probably gonna be listening. I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Do the. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit pause. Are you ready? Let's hope we make it back. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Should I just sit? Pray. Here? Should I just be quiet? Shalom. All right. I'll shalom. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Whoo! It's recording. <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to am I allowed to talk again? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. So we've got it all lined out now. Um so we're gonna get back to this uh this interview. This is uh you and uh interviewing hey. me in hollow days way back when. So here we go. We got holidays in the station right now. It's like we started in 2001, but yeah, we're old. But uh, um, we broke up uh, in 2008, early 2008, because our drummer moved to Austin, Texas, and it just isn't. I mean, he needs to be a part of this if it's going to be holidays. So. Uh, we did like a reunion show last year just on a whim and it was beautiful. We had a big packed house. We got drunk. It was, it was well, really bad, but we still <laughs> kicked ass. We still had a great time. So now Luke is back in town and this is our first show and this isn't a reunion show. This isn't a one-time deal. We're back. This is uh, good. Yeah. This band was like family, and I guess whenever you lost Luke, it was like, you know, losing your brother. It's like, how, how are you going to do It just didn't really seem, seem like there was really any reason to keep doing it. You know, it takes a lot of work to train the new member of a band, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't have the time that we used to to, to put into it. And uh, so to try to turn around and bring somebody else in, train them in it, it just it just wasn't you know we just didn't feel that there was any reason for it and we didn't figure we were going to find anybody better than than Luke to do the job true story This is without a name. Uh, hollow days. That was hollow days with without a name. What was that? What well, was shit. That going to be called? <laughs> uh, well, the there's some lyrics in the song that are that are actually you know it talks about you know being a face without a name and uh, so when we went to name it after having put those lyrics to it. You know, we we called it the like the no name song or something like that for you know a month, and then uh, when we decided, oh, we'll just take some lyrics out of the out of the uh, song there and use that for the title. We just thought, well, it's kind of what we've been calling it, so we'll just we'll just kind of keep it 
without a name and just kind of stuck, so. That sounds a lot better than no name song. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some crazy stuff during the break, I wanted you to bring up some of these stories. There was one with, there was one with a dead dog. And a Wait, what was going on? Well, with that? It was a dog. Uh, it was definitely a dog. Well, I, I only wish Jeremy uh, Llewellyn was listening to this up there in Boston. So here's the deal: we're on the way. We're doing a show in Orlando. We're rolling down. The sun is shining. Everybody's in a great mood. I love the story. We're on a pretty busy highway. It wasn't the interstate, uh, but we were kind of slowing down to hit a light, and uh, there's a dog laying right by the side of the road, and the other guys were like, oh, look at that dog. It's like, nah, dude, that dog is just sleeping. <laughs> but it had, like, flies and brains and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> so we were like... You know, tell the kids. I think we were, were so, we, yeah. we were drinking. Well, this was when we sure. were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to drink on the road a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> at some point in the conversation, it uh, turned to we should bring him on stage as our mascot. We named him Skippy. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and you know, I mean, when you when you've got when you've got you know four guys like us in a car. You know, for several hours, mixing a little bit of beer. Uh, next thing you know, you're talking about, you know, swinging him around on stage by his leash. And, <laughs> I mean, totally, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, you know. So how long did it take before the dog ended up in the trunk of the car? You know, we, we actually kept going, uh, thankful, thankfully to, uh, to Jeremy on that one, which was, uh, Jeremy was the guy who used to play bass with us. Um, yeah, he luckily he was the smart one and said no, we're not we're not putting the dog on stage. But seemed like a good idea at the time. Long live Skippy. That's pretty fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're about playing this Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. So here's the deal. We used to play up in Jacksonville all the time, and there was this awesome band called Centenic. They were like killer, killer band. One of the best bands uh, that I ever got to see, national or otherwise. We used to play with them all the time. <clears throat> well, they uh, had a hookup. They would play around, and they were like, hey, you all want to come open for us up in like North or South Carolina? We're like, all right. And they're like, well, it's at this place called the Gold Club, and it's a strip club. And we're like, all right, we'll, uh, we'll do that. We get there, and uh, these girls, Sean, were wrecked. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to judge. I think one of them had one arm or there was something. A, there was a girl with one arm. She was like a, a damn chicken wing. Uh, there was a bald bitch. There was one with their teeth. Oh, all their teeth were messed up. I had this girl coming up to me. I'm sitting at the bar, just sneezing and sniffling and, and just totally disgusting and nasty, practically like... You want a lad dance, baby? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> please, please. And she's like, I, 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 all of a sudden, I, I start like feeling sorry for this creature because I'm like, convinced <laughs> that like her gas money depends on me. She got to get in this damn lap dance. It was uh, whatever. But we, we, we never went back. No, but say. usually like when we play live, we're like we kind of all right, we're gonna do this song and then we're gonna flare it out. We're gonna go into this song and we're gonna stop and it. 
But this was different because we'd stop our song and the DJ would come on. All right, make some noise for Candy Cane, Candy Cane. And now uh, let's bring to the stage Lacey or, or, or whatever. And uh, I remember one time I was playing. Yeah, a lot of times I played with my eyes closed, you know. Well, I, like, kind of opened my eyes to, like, step on a pedal, and there was, like, some girl, like, spread out over my pedal board. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is, uh, this is new. <laughs> I haven't experienced that in Gainesville. <laughs> you brought my head. the dog to that place? <laughs> that would make sense. Supper, we brought everybody dinner. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that, Nick? Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. And this song, I, I haven't heard this song in a long time. I fucking wrote it long time ago. Have not heard it forever. Killer guitar solo right here. What the hell oh, yeah. am I doing here? Did Joe do, Herschel. Did I do it justice right there oh, when I said that? Fantastic. Yeah. Maybe I'll replace you for the lead singer of your next band. Joe's going to kill you for talking over his solo. Is there more interview on here too? No, just right. play the rest of the song, man. That's yeah, awesome. just yeah. It is actually really nice, like just like listening to the song because I, yeah. I haven't listened to it in a long time. That is this was a good one. Recorded over there, Monster Studios. Oh, with Dave Owen. With David Owen. Cool. Dude, when I had my my little Subaru Legacy wagon, we had the uh, the CD player. Yeah. That's all we would listen to. Like the the only CD that we had in the car was Holidays, <laughs> so we just listened to the Holidays album over and over and over and over, and it was great. I loved it when we uh, when we were driving to that strip club show that we were talking about. Uh, we took was it amputee? Yeah. Oh. We took. Uh, I wish I would have been there with you guys. That would have been so much fun. <laughs> you'd have had a blast. You'd have, oh you'd have enjoyed, God. it, especially with that mullet. Uh, <laughs> we bringing uh, it back to the mullet. We drove up there in Dave's father's truck, and I remember it had this like abnormally tall gear shift. It was like. Eye level with me. It was, oh, it was fucking weird. Uh, so needless that to say, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't really sound weird. Like thinking about you and it was like your, there was like a extra. It was added on. Like I don't know. It was like I don't know. It was, was, it, like, it was a stick weird. shift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there, it was like there was yeah, and those trucks they just come out of the floor. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, on a exactly. <laughs> but it, yeah, but they had, they work perfectly fine for me. Like why usually he, just a couple did, because feet high. his his dad. Why did had you have an built issue with on it? extra length to the gear shifts. I don't know why. I don't know why. Anyway. Because he's not three feet tall like you? Listen, 
motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> we drove up. We drove all the way up there, South Carolina, and uh, the radio didn't work, but the tape player did. We only had one tape, <laughs> and it was uh, a single. Oh, wow. It wasn't even a whole album. So it was only one song. <laughs> and it was Rage Against the Machine, Bullet in Your Head. We wow. listened to that song all the way. It, did it even have a B-side? N- uh, no. <laughs> it was just Killing in the Name. I think the I think it might have been like a radio edit on the other side or some shit like that, but... Yeah, so that was that was that was. Uh, I still don't think that I've voluntarily listened to that song since. It's just it's forever. I, it's like I've, I've got enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> enough of that for now. I actually have two stories, just just real quick stories that that I could say that like kind of relate to that. Um, number one, my brother growing up, he had a 1981 Chevy Citation. With an eight track player, nice, and the eight track player was broken, and there was a an Almond Brothers album like stuck in it, couldn't get it out. So but did listened, it play? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right then. And we couldn't switch it to AM because there was no FM. It was only AM or the eight track. <laughs> wow. And we couldn't switch it. Either way, so we just listened to the Almond Brothers for like two years straight, nice. anywhere we drove. So that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my best friend growing up in high school, he had a 1979 Chevy K5 Blazer, which, yes, the answer is fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Um, I'm so disappointed with the new Chevy Blazers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're just, yeah. They missed opportunity. We don't. We don't even. We don't even have to talk. Missed about that. opportunity. Let's, let's just let's just skip over that Agreed. real quick. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. But so he had this big ass, awesome fucking Chevy Blazer, and it did not have a radio at all. So when we were driving around, we would just sing the only song that we both knew <laughs> all the lyrics to, which happened to be. Smash Mouth All Star. Oh, good. No way. So, so no matter where we went, in you know his that's truck, a, that's a scenario for like eternity once in hell. Told yeah. me the world <laughs> yeah. is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. So you would just ride around and do this. Oh, you know, I remember. Do we even like do like a DMX turn. remix of it? Like where we would just like do like gangster rap to the to the lyrics of that song. Like we got really good. Do you at remember it. when you were when like CD players first started being able to be uh, like picked up by a little radio signal in your car? You remember those things? There were like adapters that you would plug. Uh, you'd plug into the CD player and it would emit a radio frequency. Oh to yeah, your the radio. FM transmitter, and and you just tune in to a certain, and you could play your disc man if you could keep that bitch from skipping. You know, you had to have your friend riding shotgun with a fucking steady hand. Like, I've seen those. Don't a, set it on it, your lap, man. Wow. Hold it's called, it. It's called an FM transmitter. Oh, Always yeah. had the tape, you know, that you put yeah. in, and it went from the Walkman, but eventually. They would screw up for some reason. Yep. If you had one that flips from side A to side B by itself, it'd go click, click, click. 
click, click, yep. and it just wouldn't stop. You know? Yep. <laughs> uh, then you'd have to go back to Best Buy and spend 40 bucks on a new one. They were expensive as shit back in the day. Yeah. I remember that. I remember like getting my first one. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and then it started click, 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 yeah. click. Now and they're I'm now like, like no. five bucks a dollar, dollies. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then they, and then you know the CD players in everybody's cars—they all had to have the detachable faces and all that shit. Like, oh yeah. <sighs> well, right now, like in my truck, I have a '99, which is pretty new to me. Yeah. But uh, it has the uh, six disc, the the six disc changer. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I couldn't even say it once <laughs> at a normal pace. <laughs> But that thing doesn't even work. I got, oh I got, yeah, right. I got the entire discography of uh, System of a Down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, perfect. It's five discs, whatever. I don't need a sixth one. Like, dude, I'm just gonna put that in there, and it worked great for about a week, and now it just keeps on popping up as bad disc. Oh man! And then I can hear the changer just going. Try getting one of those. Uh, try getting one of those CD cleaners. I, I bet you that's what it is. Put one of the CD cleaners. You know what I'm talking about? I'm probably the only one that's ever brushes used on that it. six Just yeah. fucking try. I'm telling you. Yeah, It'll I'm, work. It'll work. Mark my words. Does it work on a on a disc changer? I bet it would. I bet you that's all that's wrong with it. You all just right. hit play, man. I think it goes right over yep. the old laser lens. You guys are so smart. I'm so, I'm so happy that we're talking about this right now. <laughs> You you guys have just like completely changed my trip to and from work. <laughs> Try it. I mean, I don't even. Do they still fucking make those things? <laughs> I don't know, but I need to hear about the kombucha mushroom people yeah. sitting around all day. <gasps> yes, I need, I need you. you. <gasps> yes, I need, I need you. you. Let your mother, mother pray. pray. You know, I was. Never, I just got uh, to sing with Sean Manley. I was never. <gasps> um, much for a system of a down. It was never really my bag, oh, man. man. I like them because they're so different. They're yeah. so weird. A like, lot of people, a lot of people got into them for that. I mean, Surge, Surge, Surge Tankian. Yeah, yeah, that guy's that guy's pretty fucking amazing singer. But it's one of those things where it was just it just wasn't my thing. It was kind of that far out. I could it never see hit that. me it at was, the right time. For me, yeah. I felt you know? like I wanted a little more. Yeah. from that band. Uh, I mean that first album came out when I I saw that I saw the video for Sugar yeah and it was on MTV and I'm just like what I think I was starting to this? really find my way into more like older blues can you see it I, I think right I was I time. think I was 16 when yeah. when that stuff was coming out um, how old are you uh, if you don't mind me thir- asking thirty something thirty something I'm thirty four so oh, man I think we're fairly close I'm, I'm forty. 40, I'm right. Well, you're old right as fuck. Middle. That's I'm, why we wait. didn't. I'm 37. Yeah, 40. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're around the same, you know, time period. So Man, you've, been, when, you've been playing around in this music scene for a long fucking time. Yeah. How? how yeah. I mean, like you said, you, you've, you've been here out of high school, you know, going and seeing shows and shit like that. How much has it changed? How much have you seen it change? You know, because for me, I look around and it's like there's nothing anymore. Yeah. I, it's a shell of what it was. And I mean, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, this was a fucking place. You know, this was serious. Yeah. So 
I guess. How did we lose all that? Yeah. In, in, you know, the late 90s, I guess, probably at the year 2000. I think. In the year 2000. (laughs) Oh, man, I love Conan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, at, at that point, I was seeing shows and. Uh, I think one of the things was Rock 104, Locals Only. They were sponsoring shows, and, and you know, they did it at Porpoise and then ADCs, and then, like, you know, in the beginning of Backstage Lounge, and they were sponsored by Budweiser. And not only did they have that, the Locals Only uh, concert series that was on Rock 104, like, they came out with a compilation yeah. CD. And it had local artists yeah. on it. I, God, mean, I remember that. So that was fun. Having that support, you also had all that radio advertising, and mm-hmm. that was for free. Not only was that covered by Budweiser, it was covered by the station. And then they yeah. they brought a, a DJ out, and they had like Lauren O'Neill who came out. Um, yeah, actually, Matt Adams uh, was one of the DJs, and uh, he was he was our manager for a period of time. And got us to cover Toadies. I come from the water. Oh, cool! And yeah. uh, I think he booked us one show, and then that was pretty much it. And then you know, I I don't know. Well, things so, were so weird back then. You know, when when I started checking out shows, I, I started playing guitar when I was fifteen, and I was in high school. I I better have been in high school. <laughs> I did graduate, by the way. Uh, so congratulations thank you that's, thank you that's really i'm i'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> i did something with my life <laughs> um so i mean i would go out and i'd see bands like your band you know yeah. so uh and at that time there were some bands that were coming through like uh blindside i'm trying to think of some others but i mean there was one that had an had an ep that they were signed to Electra Records. And oh, I remember oh. their song was on like late night. There was uh, well, uh on, on the radio. You'd never you'd hear it like one oh, time man. at two o'clock in uh, the morning. You already know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh god, man. I know who you're talking about. Um yeah. Joe would know the fucking band. And I think he would know the band be- was it like a that was like Soulfly or something like that? It, it was not because I that's Max Cavalera in that one. But uh man, what was the name? Was was it Soul something? It wasn't Soul Found. I no, remember Soul that Found, band. They they came out it wasn't of here. Them, but it was a yeah, it was another one. But um, yeah, gosh, I can't remember. But, but I'm pretty sure the band that you're talking about, we actually uh, helped them unload uh, <laughs> one night when they they first came through, and they were in a bus. Yeah, or they, or no, yeah. they were they were in a van with a with a trailer. But these bands. And then the next time yeah. we saw them, they came through and they were on a bus oh, and we, they man. were Eddie C's and we were like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Well, how did you guys social? Oh wait, here it comes. Oh, social! Oh man, social burn. I think that was it. Was that it? Was that? Oh the name? man. So so anyways, was, it, was I there with? No, you? this was this was uh, oh, okay. years ago. Bands were they were getting some backing. Yeah, like that back then. Yeah. So uh, you know, I was trying to do original music, and I you know, I basically did like what your band and a lot of local bands do is like they'll yeah. throw in covers, but it's you know it's about their original show, and. 
it was so hard to get people out, you know, and it was fucking impossible. <sighs> yeah. Was, that, that time, uh, was really probably when it, we saw the biggest decline because I yeah. mean, we were going to campus and trying to hand out flyers and uh, we were littering, you know, flying cars. And yeah, I think and we were dropping off losing, losing rock and roll, uh, Rock 104's Locals Only mm-hmm. was one of the things that contributed to that because, it, you know, they were, not only were they advertising the shows, they were advertising <laughs> a scene. They were yeah. advertising that, yeah, you go out and watch local bands. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I was at that time too, and then that's when I was really trying to play shows and do stuff. And yeah, we had, you know, good shows and bad shows. But nothing really had a major impact until I started playing with Whiplash. Yeah. Of of all bands. Yeah. Because it's like. But tell tell everybody what Whiplash is. Uh, Whiplash, the uh, Metallica tribute band. Uh, we also would do Megadeth too. Nice. You know, for the pure irony, um, and touched upon some other stuff. May, maybe a little Pantera. Uh. So. I ended up seeing a post on Craigslist and, and went and tried out. And I remember, so the guitar players in Whiplash are, are twins. And I remember like meeting one, you know, getting introduced. I remember just like sort of, you know, like looking at stuff or messing with my mic cable and then turning around and then someone's like, oh, hey, mate. And they're British <laughs> twins. And I'm just like, and I'm like, what? <clears throat> wait a minute, you're over here. Now you're over here. And I was like, Okay, they're twins, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, that was it took me a couple months to to tell them apart. Right. And now like I I couldn't mistake one for the other. Right. Or, yeah, you know. Um but so the the twins, they're dentists. So they would throw down a little bit of money for radio advertising. That's awesome. And so, you know, we'd get like Metallica tribute band, you know, playing at Backstage Lounge. And I remember the first show I played with them, I just went and watched Megadeth like the week before. Nice. And uh, who else was there? Uh, uh, Suicide Silence played too. Um and the thing about that band is they were actually so influential for me and and you know what I took to the stage. Yeah. But I don't know I I've, I got to tell you I I'm not really familiar with them, not really into their music. It's you know I've never heard of them. Yeah. So uh the the singer What was it that you felt like you took away from them that was what it was is really engaging with the audience between songs. Yeah. And the guy would be like, the singer would be <clears throat> out on the, um, he actually passed away too from a motorcycle accident, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. But he would be out like on the monitor, leaning as far as he could to the crowd and, you know, and just have the mic and just be like, and they were kind of like trying to get people not the mosh, but he was getting everybody into that show. Just pumping this. My man. Yeah. (laughs) But then he would go to sing and be like, you know, this song is called. And then like his verses would be like, blah, 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 bl
and then and then it'd be like next song you know that's all i heard and you know in the but then he would the song would stop yeah everybody they loved it i mean there's so much energy in the room and then he would pump the audience up again and they would be more like that (laughs) (laughs) you are really really good at that (laughs) wow thank you like I, I feel like I would need like a cough drop or something like that. Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm no Alan Godfrey though. I don't know oh, how man. he does it. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that shit's wild. He's wild. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I I don't sing like that. I mean, I I don't know. I you know when I sing like like me, I sing like me. I've been singing at restaurants and yeah. stuff lately. You've so been singing like yourself for a long time. Yeah. Huh? yeah. But singing the Metallica stuff too. Like I like that. I I think it's so important that you could hear the lyrics. Yeah. You could really take them home with you. You could really have them sitting in your head. And it's just like, man, if you can't hear every last lyric to those songs. But, you know, I still love listening to death metal and Opeth. And, and speaking of Alan Godfrey, his Opeth tribute band, have you ever seen Still Life? I have not. Well, they don't play anymore, but there might be videos out there. Oh, man. But he had uh, an Opeth tribute band, and we played a show with them. And uh, I was just getting into that stuff, and uh, it is cool. I mean, uh, definitely dig the screaming, especially with just the the intricate instrumental work with those guys. Oh yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So then I went and saw Opeth and like the singer changed what he was doing. He didn't, yeah. he didn't like scream the whole show. I think he screamed for like half a second and the biggest <laughs> mosh fit opened up. See, I don't know how they sustain that for years on it. Yeah. That's what always baffles me is, I mean, ask, ask Israel next yeah. week how, yeah. how he, how he does that stuff, man. He's got like this inward <clears throat> yeah. scream. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that for sure. Israel um, is freaking awesome. I love that dude. I mean, he's like this tall, but he has the <laughs> voice that actually like makes me like hide yeah. from the boogeyman. Well, he's, yeah, he will be here next week with his new band spearhead horizon. I believe is the name. I'm excited. And, uh, Hopefully he's going to bring some tracks. You brought some tracks. I sure did. As well. Yeah, yeah. Um what were what do which one of these would should we uh Let's get let's into play here? the first one first. It's uh called Every Last One. Well, tell me about it. What's uh what do I need to know about this song? Well, where did it come um, from? I actually started writing this song uh in 2016 and uh it really kind of had to do with uh, the elements uh, concerning the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed is like it uh, just having that that divide in society just all all around, you know, your R, your D, your whatever, your something else. So what this song really does is it's, it's supposed to be where you could look through every last person's eyes on this earth, mm. on this planet. So think like whether, you know, like you're the richest person in the world sitting on a golden toilet 
or you know in your high rise right. at the Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you built that bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we don't. We didn't handle any of the bathrooms at all because they're tile. So we, it's a wood mill. So luckily, we don't. We don't mess with bathrooms. So I just skip right over those. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we do the the vanities if if there's something intricate about that. Ah, uh-huh. see, see, there's 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 where it is. That's where yep. you tie into it. Oh yeah. A uh, quick little story. One of these vanities that that came in, it was uh, like a fifty-something, sixty-inch TV in a two-way mirror. So this two-way mirror thing was gonna go up in like a penthouse in Miami, Florida. When it, when the TV was off, it was a mirror. The TV was on. It's a TV, no and it had way. windows all around it, Are overlooking the ocean. Wow. Yeah. I want that in my life. Jesus. Yeah. Why yeah. would you even say that to me? Because oh, now man. I'm just going to be depressed for hey, the man, rest of my life. When, 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 the, when the podcast comes in, <laughs> that's it. We'll get that shit. Are we still going to go halvesies on rent? Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You get the triple penthouse for $50 million. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. $25 million. But it's yours after that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. Hey, we're going to go for it. You know, you never know. You got to reach for it. All right. So, so I, I almost forgot what I was I'm, talking I'm, about. I'm but sorry, <laughs> Nick, but I think if we if I had twenty five million dollars to go in on half season on a penthouse, I would probably just buy my own mansion. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Please do. So I, so I like you, but I don't want to <laughs> live with you. I live next door to you or something. So. It's it's a triplex penthouse, man. I mean, yeah. anyways, it, it it would take so long. Just to I wouldn't take the even elevator. know how to find you, and you would have to be in Miami, <laughs> you know. Um, so the song's called "Every Last One," and it's you're supposed to kind of like, I guess, empathize and just be, just I just try to imagine. So with each line of the verses, I try to think of like a universal tendency that that people would have you know where it didn't matter if they were rich or poor or whatever country they lived in if they lived in huts if Mm. they did not have internet if they were you know an amazonian tribe if they were you know living in the arctic circle uh, or or just you and i here it's i was trying to just find these universal tendencies just so I could, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a way to come back down to earth, right. you know? So there's one line. It's, um, uh, uh, how's your meager existence? One in 7 billion. So we have seven point. I think we almost have like 8 billion or more people on this damn planet. Now yeah. well, I think I might start with the T at this point. Isn't no, it, it does empty? not. It does. No, it we're it, still in the billions. Yeah, we're still in the billions. If it was, if we you hit trillions, we'd have, we'd have, we'd have like tipped by now or some shit. You know, <laughs> we a. would we would tip the flatter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna prove that the Earth is round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so this is sort of uh, it's you know coming together like you know let's get let's get back together kind yeah, of yeah yeah you know. so uh and this was recorded at Z Chord Studios uh and uh I have um oh sorry Scott Marshall he is on drums on this one 
and uh yeah let's check it out cool I like that vibe. Very cool. Day to 
That's awesome. Dude. Oh, thanks, Holy man. shit. Dude. I was digging that. Wow. I was Fuck. like in a trance like that whole time. Like I was <laughs> Dang, like, feeling man. like the vibe. And, like, <laughs> man. Shit. That was good, brother. I wow. love that. That is, I would, I would listen to that. Like if it, if it's on the radio, I'm fucking listening to it. That is good. Dude, how how would one go about uh, acquiring uh, that song so it, like I could listen to it? I like, don't know. I, I haven't released it yet. Oh, I really? I haven't been sure if it's ready. <laughs> Are you going to hand that? You can have yeah. that CD if you guys want it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it on the computer, <laughs> so if you, if you want to. Look at you, man. You're just getting CDs from everybody and <laughs> well, shit. Well, give me that. I want that in my hand. Well, right I'm going to hold it for now because we still have to talk. <laughs> There's still another song out there that we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, but I want it so, now. Well, you're going to fucking wait. <laughs> uh, that, no, man, that, that was, was awesome. That was so good. So you did all the, all the work on that except for the drums? Except for the drums, That's yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, what was really cool, though, working with Scott Marshall is I had, uh, I would say a couple ideas, but I really had one that was important is I just sort of thought of that drum fill, you know, it's kind of like it comes up a bit more in the verse and it goes, you know, so I kind of just did this in the air. Yeah. I mean, no one listening can see what I'm doing, <laughs> the air drums, but, um, but he's like, okay. And he just, he played exactly. Yeah. You know, so he, real, he, he felt what you were talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and the other thing was just bringing up the hi hat, you know, like whenever the lyric got a little more intense, just yeah. be like, and know that every last would be like, you know, yeah. just a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, uh, he did great job playing drums. And then I did uh, all the guitars and I think there were probably, I'll just maybe like four guitar tracks in there. So who are, who are some of your main influences? Because I, I hear very like, uh, like a nineties esque sort of that, uh, like almost like an Alice in Chains yeah. sort of vibe, but I also hear like the Stones in there. Oh, cool! You know, like with that swing sort of sound, it just it's it's very cool. Like I was hearing a lot of different yeah. things in there. So, all right, so this is gonna sound crazy, but I heard a little bit of a, like a band that I I kind of liked uh, when I was in high school uh, is a band called the Zootons. The Zootons? Yeah. I haven't heard of them. Never heard of them. It's kind of jazzy, kind of like rock kind of stuff. And like, if you haven't heard of the Zootons, I would would highly recommend looking it up because it's it's different. It it has like a different feel to it. And Mm -hmm. it's like a little jazzy, little rock. And they got some good tunes. You know, there was another band that made me, that you made me think of when you were talking about sort of a jazzy, weird rock and roll mix thing. Does everybody remember Cake? Yeah. 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 Everybody knows yeah, Cake. Come on now. Cake was dude, those, He's those guys going were the so distance. I, I got to play in this uh in this band called Subliminal Pepper, and what they were is they were Sublime Chili Peppers, but they also did Cake and three nice. eleven and just some other stuff. But that was the main formula. I got to see three eleven here at the O Dome oh, wow. way back when. So I got to play some of these cake songs and playing the distance. Yeah, 
was a blast, man. Oh, that man. fucking dan yeah. dan Oh, yeah. it's such a and I got badass a, I got a whammy riff. pedal, so I got to play all those super high, yeah. like, pitchy parts to it. Oh, so good. Yeah. It was, they are, they're one of the more underrated bands, in Dude, my opinion. when I first heard them and I heard this song, The Distance, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. It was just, it was great. Another really. another band, and I don't, I don't know if anybody agrees with me or not, but I don't give a fuck because... Uh, I've been this these this band has popped up on my feed a couple times lately and I've been sharing their videos and and it, and it just whenever I hear them I'm like god this shit they had so much more unfortunately the singer died heroin you know it's one of those blind melon oh yeah man they were yeah. so they had so much more to give and god damn I I I wish that they uh I wish they would have had Shannon around. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, obviously still, but, you know, yep. for at least, uh, at least a few more years, man, because I, I know that guy had a lot of things to to say to the world that um, I think a lot of people would have benefited from hearing, you know. He yeah. just seemed to be a very prolific songwriter. And, uh, oh, man. Like, you know. One uh, of the first I haven't, I I haven't really dug noticed, enough so. into them, but like No Rain is just a masterpiece. Uh, Anytime I hear anything yeah. from those guys, it's Change is is a uh, fantastic song, and it's a it's a very personal Sh- Shannon Hoon song, something that he wrote, you know, before Blind Melon and everything. And uh, you know, he said, "I want to write my words on the face of today," and you know, shit like that. It's like cool that's just so out there like man where is this guy coming from you know like where where is this just immense fucking talent it's such i hate seeing guys like that just cut down you know him yeah lane staley you know, yeah and, i mean all the guys that were cut down in the prime of that fucking 90s music and then you know cornell recently mm-hmm. and it's crazy it's crazy yeah, I remember uh, doing that Cornell tribute show too. Oh, that was a blast. Like, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah. I shitty I, cause, shitty reason that we're yeah. all there, but man, we had some great, uh, great bands that night. That that yeah. was a really cool night. I mean, like like you said, it was it was shitty that there was a reason for everybody yeah. to be there, but it was it was a cool night having everybody there, and it was it was a cool cool time to hang out. Yeah, and like I, I worked my ass off on those songs, burden in my hands. Yeah, oh man, and putting in that special tuning and everything is <laughs> great. Ah oh, man, we uh, we had an interesting path to get to that. Because, yeah, uh, we we actually did not have a band until that show got offered, and then it's after the end, and then it was I after lo- the end. I love that band name, and we decided to to put the band together because Joe was like, well, Pat called and he said, do you want to do this? And of course we had been, we had been dancing around it. Me, Joe and our drummer Reed, uh, who's been on the show a bunch of times. Um, and we just, we just needed to find a bass player and, uh, but we, we got a warehouse space, um, and said, all right, let's give it a go. And we, but we could not, we could, we had a hard time finding a bass player. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this one guy came out and said, I mean, he had all the right, all the right gear. He had like the orange 
shit orange amps and really had a orange bass Schrader really? or yeah. Schechter, Schechter bass. Nice. Uh, I mean, high end equipment. You know, I mean, you just knew this guy was gonna come in fucking banging, and he he he, he didn't know how to play at all. It, no, oh no man, idea. I remember I rehearsed with a bass player oh, like that. Really, man. it might have oh, been the yeah. same guy. Yeah, might have been. It Did might've... he have a mohawk? I don't know. His so name, this he was, his, name, his name was like Mikhail or oh, Michael man. or some shit. So like this that. this this guy came and like he just he had to look. I'm like, I was like, man, this guy's got to be great yeah. because like mohawk and whatever he was like tatted up his like bass and like all his gear was perfect, and then like. This guy could not like even you know Ugh. keep up one note you know. We play the G chord. <laughs> we were we just were like play a G. We were you like, don't even need a whole chord, man. It's bass. You yeah, know? we were trying. He couldn't just, do one note at a time. We were trying just to get him to strum one right. of the strings, and he couldn't. He couldn't fall in on the timing and oh, or anything. It was like it was like one, two, three, four. One. What are you doing? And he it was. <laughs> We we were not prepared for that, and uh, we thought he said, "Oh, I'm just sorry, I'm a little rusty." Uh, oh yeah, I'm you're going rusty. On, all right. uh, I'm going on vacation for a week though, so I'll learn these songs while I'm gone. I'll have them down, ready to go when I get back. So we foolishly gave him the week. We didn't have any other choice, no. and uh, he came back, and we were like, "All right." You know, we're ready to do this. Let's get out. And it, uh, he did not have them at all. Oh, man. And I had to call him that night and just be like, hey, man, this ain't working out. You know, we got to go a different direction. And mm-hmm. we called another friend of mine who uh, I didn't I didn't want to call because I knew we, we really didn't see eye to eye very well musically. But I knew that he would come and do the show. Um, and. After that, you know, he ended up sticking with the band, making the decision to stick with the band. And uh, it just didn't work out a long run because he, we were on just different levels musically. You know, he was very into jazz and stuff like that, which is cool. But, you know, with the stuff we were doing, you know, we had to, we were writing stuff and locking shit down and into place, not, not doing a lot of stuff, a lot of changes on the fly. And so it just got weird, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. And then we brought Taylor in, so, you know, and uh Taylor's a wild motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to just He's a fun dude though, man. We, yeah. we we had a lot of fun. We we do. We were talking about like influences, I'm thinking uh I I was really into heavier music, you know, from from the get go and like this last song, I think I was trying to make something that could work for a lot of the solo gigs that I'm playing now. So normally when I play with a band, I'm playing original, original music. Uh, it's some loud ass distorted guitar. You know, I, I kind of like think that I'm influenced from, uh, I guess all the major sort of, um, points of, of metal from like, uh, black Sabbath, to uh, uh, Black Sabbath to Ozzy, I was about to say that, but <laughs> um, but you know, then I, you know, everybody. Did you know that Ozzy was in oh, Black wow. Sabbath? Yeah. yeah. See, I thought it was just That's... Dio and uh, that guy from Deep Purple. Um, but but anyways, so I was doing something that was you know 
that was pulled from grunge that was mm-hmm. pulled from something a little thrashy and anthrax and and i loved alice in chains loved the doors oh, um yeah. i really was digging queens of stone age that was one of those bands that was sort of like sort of moving a direction because they would they would do this driving rock yep. i mean it was all on the eighth notes to be like so i was kind of pulling you know yeah. some songs like that and you heard you know what i did with six killer yep. you know those were songs that i wrote and israel was dude like having him in a band like playing guitar parts and singing he plays awesome yeah complimentary guitar parts and harmonies too when he's backing mm-hmm. you uh that's one of the best things when you got a guy that can fucking harmonize yep. with you and just it rounds the sound out so yeah. amazing so i had a blast playing with him and then uh he was he was getting ready to to take his own band out yeah. you know so Broken Silence. Yeah, Broken Silence. Love, love they, that they, group. They, they were on the show. We played. And then like oh, a week wow. later, they were no more. Man. <laughs> so we played, we did play a show together where like, so it, Izzy was doing Broken Silence and I still had Six Killer and he was in the band. Yeah. And we played at High Dive and we had like one last one that was double duty. And then after that, he's just like. I got to just concentrate on this one band. Yeah. And I was like, ah. I, I respect but, that yeah. motherfucker's drive. Yeah. Like, that is one of the one of the most driven individuals, man. He's just oh, yeah. always promoting, always getting yeah. after it. And uh, is I respect his pretty, drive. He's pretty fierce about that stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, he don't fuck around. So uh, here's a story. So uh, I was recording with him. He was actually going to record the Mother Culture EP. And let me tell you, we recorded five songs in my living room, and we were missing vocals, but everything sounded perfect. Yeah. The drums sounded amazing in that room, the way we we mic'd everything up. The guitars were just out of this world. Yeah. And uh, his, uh, his MacBook gets stolen. Oh, no. So, yeah. And, like, we didn't back it, and... It wasn't uploaded to the cloud. It wasn't. Oh. oh. All lost, man. That sucks. But it would have been been awesome to release that music that that I was working on at the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get back to that. Yeah. Um, I I started working with uh, the drummer from from Six Killer and Mother Culture, Mr. John Pruitt. John Pruitt. He's still at it. How's he doing? I haven't seen him in a while. Well, we haven't played a show together in like four years, and then we finally did last month over at High Springs Brewing Company. And, uh, yeah, he said all his stuff was rusted and this and that, and then all of a sudden he's like, he got all new hardware, he got himself a new snare, and just like set up his kit. And uh, uh, it was an awesome show. Uh, We played with with Fritz, if you Mm -hmm. know James now. Oh, yeah. Dude, just ex- Fritz is my buddy. Yeah, I see Fritz at Publix like every other <laughs> day, all the time. We always run into each other. That's awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah, and an amazing bass player. I've jammed with him. Did a few uh, jam nights back in the day. Yeah, I'd always get uh, asked to come up and sing. Uh, usually Roadhouse Blues or there something like that. That was my that was my jam. <laughs> back before the world fucking fell apart. Oh, Jesus. Man. Well, we're getting there. We're I don't know. 
Yeah, we're getting everything. People are people are getting back opened up, and businesses are opening up, Mm -hmm. and you know, so we're 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 getting there. We'll see see where we are in the next few months. I feel like gig wise, the way things are set up, like I'm doing better than I did before. Yeah, and I'm it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's by like, I mean, I'll say over a third better. So it's like, okay, I'm able to do like a little less work for yeah. a little more. Do you think a lot of guys maybe it's weeded out a lot of guys? Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing is like, you know, the playing field's a little different. Yeah. You know, I feel like when the pandemic first hit, it leveled the playing field right. completely. And then some folks would go, you know, and try sort of busking on the internet, really. And, you know, putting up their, their Venmo and whatever virtual tip jar and, and PayPal. Right. And just be on Facebook yeah. or, or whatever. And uh, I saw a lot of that early on. Yeah. And it sort of seemed to it, that's, go away. I think people were sell. like, yeah, this isn't yeah. really vibing very well. But I thought it was good because also it was a lot of musicians ex- Giving the music back and expressing yeah. it, you know, and they're just, trying, man, trying yeah. to do something. You but know, bands, respect the hustle. Bands got hurt the most. Fuck yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. like people like me, you know, I was I was one of the first to go back to work. Yeah, and but bands are doing it, and then also like you also have if if people. Um, are more vulnerable to the virus or, or, you know, in their 60s. And, you know, there's a lot of them out there in cover bands. Yeah. So I, they're either not playing or they're playing only outdoors. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a totally different world Man, now. That's wild. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, also with you, Sean, uh, you, you've been doing uh, uh, your acoustic lessons, right? Yeah, you still doing the teaching? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I teach, uh, see, I was teaching over at B-Side Vintage over, it's actually right by Akira where I'm working on James Bond's uh, penthouse right now. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, But, uh, I mean, I'm sorry to say that uh, I don't know what the fate of the store is going to be at this point. They might be closing their doors, so... I am actively teaching. Um, I have an awesome student that I've been going out in Turkey Creek and and teaching them out on their back porch. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, I have a couple lessons here or there, but really a lot of that's been dropped, you know. But I I guess I just need to go with like everyone else does. They're doing it online. They're doing like Zoom Zoom lessons. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it works. You can't mess with the little brat's fingers yeah. <laughs> if they're not playing the chord right. That's right. Know? Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> if they can't tune their instrument, what yeah. do you do? So I really haven't got into the virtual stuff, but it's so weird. I feel like that started getting better. Yeah. Started getting momentum. And then you know, right right now it's it that's been tough. Um but uh, yeah, I'm still available for lessons. If you're interested, you can send an email to Sean's Guitar Lessons at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> Get it. 
Sean's guitar lessons at gmail.com, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sign your little brats up. Yeah. So that they're not going to be annoying you 24 7. Yeah. Give Instead, them some music. Give Put them music an electric guitar so that they can make even more noise. And listen, listen, parents, listen, I'm going to tell you something. We know, we know that, that drums are loud. They're oh, we need more drummers, though. Yeah, they're pain in the ass sometimes, but god damn it, we need more drummers <laughs> in this world. I I need some of you people to suck it up. Buy that when your kid comes to you with those big puppy dog eyes, and they say, "Mom, I want a drum set." Just trust me. Just go with it, man. You could change that kid's life, man. Music speaks to people. On a different level. And when you hand a kid a, a set of drumsticks and some shit to bang on, man, you know, it just, it can be life-changing. Life Dude, it. all you got to do is to, like, go to your neighbor's house, give them a bottle of tequila, and apologize. <laughs> and be like, I just got my kids a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I'm going to need this tequila more than you. <laughs> I I actually, my, I had a couple drum sets here at one point. Both my kids are like, yeah, that's great, you know. Man, really? Yeah, come what on. What I would have given uh, at your age to yeah. just beat the shit out of that thing. <laughs> my friend Josh was his name. Uh, he had half of a drum set in his room, and it was a bass drum. It had a had one tom. I I think it had a snare. And maybe a floor, Tom. That was about it. No cymbals, no kick pedal. Uh, and I think he had one drumstick. But man, it was one great. Drumstick, it was huh? great. You know, we'd 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 we'd, we'd uh, I don't know. You know, just to just to be making music. It was cool. When when I first when I started my first band, um. We didn't have a drummer because we didn't know anybody with drums. So my friend Kane, Kane Ford, who designed the Porchville logo, we're still friends to this day, uh, he played drums on our acoustic guitar cases because that was the other thing. We didn't have electric guitars. Oh, right. So he would just, like, conga line drums on the fucking drum cases. You know, that was that, that was how we... Had our rhythm section, and uh, we'd play wherever we could. We'd we'd practice, and you know we'd take the fucking guitars to the park, at, you know Fort Myers down there on the pier, and like just hang out and strum and play. And it was good times. Cool, good yeah. times back then. So yeah, I I didn't even think that the the acoustic guitar, at least for me, was supposed to make it to the stage. Yeah, and uh, I was playing at at. At backstage and started doing the open mics over there with uh with Pruitt, Mr. John Pruitt. And uh so then we were getting invited to to play shows and Ed Waldick over there would Ed he would ask, Yeah, he would ask, Can Whiplash play? <laughs> yeah. And uh there would be someone in the band who couldn't play and he's he would be like, Ah, well we got this band coming in from Chicago. Oh we my just God. need somebody. Garth Algar, oh, stage wow. management. Yeah. So, you know, he would go, well, can you play it acoustic? And I'm just like, 
what you know like what you do around the bonfire because i've done plenty of that <laughs> so uh, that's uh that's really what got me into into that and i was like whoa man i could do this by myself and i don't have to like make sure that three four other people yeah. can make it and uh yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And when, then when did you turn the tide to to, to realizing like you can, I can go out and play bars and make a living doing this? Like, when was that transformation? Uh, well, it was uh, it was doing the open mic at backstage. Yeah. we we did that for just over three years, and so I will just say that when you a lot of places that do like a jam night format they usually have at least a three-piece band yeah so me and john we would host it and i would you know play guitar or bass yeah and just jam with him if there was no one there or i'd be the house bass player like all all night so at that point that was actually making money you right. know s splitting for two people instead of three or more yeah and uh so then you know i started trying to do other stuff and uh i i really think that you know just trying to get a couple gigs well backstage went away you know they're getting yeah. ready to close and and it's like you know i finally got a call actually actually uh my partner john pruitt got the call not me because they they didn't want to tell me uh uh and it was like can't pay you guys anymore and then it was like okay it was like well can you you know pay us for one more so we did one final one and it was uh halloween i think of 2012 and we had xmart <laughs> sponsoring <laughs> it they brought out all types of stupid crap and uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, was, it was actually a lot of fun. That sounds really cool. <laughs> we had uh, one of these gals. Uh, she, dude, she dressed up like Darth Vader, like That's a lady Darth Vader, nice. like this sleek sort of like bodysuit. But with, everything was perfect, you know, like the the helmet, and then got it down to like the. I don't I don't know there was definitely some cleavage but then after that I think like all the uh <laughs> <laughs> you know all that stuff that like on 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 the chest or whatever it, yeah. like, all those buttons and stuff yeah. she got all that perfect nice. the lightsaber the gloves everything um, How does it feel knowing that you just turned on a grown ass man <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It was the nerdy stuff, the Darth, the sexy Darth just Vader. The, just the whole story, all those <laughs> details. Oh man! Well, I'll tell you, she did like the lady from like the Hills Have Eyes the year before, and it was you know like sexy nurse, but like with the you know the face was just. I don't know. I didn't even see that movie. That's why I heard it was from. Now is it weird knowing that I'm about to take my pants off? That's yeah. That's definitely going to be weird. But it usually the Porchville is. bathroom is over there, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, so we've got uh, we've got a little bit of time left here, and uh, I want to get to this second track. You've got uh, it's called "Recurring Dreams." That's right. Now, uh, tell me, tell me what this is, what this song's all about. You well, have you have recurring dreams yourself? Uh, 
You know, um, I used to. I th- I think a lot of us, whenever we're younger, have had recurring dreams. Um, I had this wicked one where, like, uh, I mean, as a little kid, like six years old or something, five, of, like, walking down the sidewalk. But then the sidewalk, like, dropped like a trap door. And, okay. and you slid down like a slide. Like Goonies style. Yeah, but right. but into like a pit of spikes. Okay, and I so mean not like, the fun ending then. Yeah, like no these, pirate ship. Yeah, and they were like about you know I would say you know three foot like razor, like Wolverine spikes, and I would just wake up then. Okay, but that's a weird dream. I mean, it's to have terrifyingly happened a fucking times. weird. I hope I don't recreate yeah. it in my own nightmares this evening. Yeah. The other dreams. <laughs> I'm gonna be cussing you out tomorrow, Sean Manley. <laughs> oh man, the the other dreams that that you know I think we've all had flying. Oh yeah, that, that's a great dream too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was one of those where I try to be like, be a little ambiguous with it, but think of different things. Uh, another influence was uh, Batman the animated series okay. from the '90s. Okay. Um. So in that. Uh, he there was a dream episode and he couldn't he couldn't read signs, and there was you know like different things like so in dreams see not being able to read maybe it's in black and white maybe it's in a little bit murky maybe jumping from one dream to another dream and then also like trying to run, but you can't run you're like in slow mo or trying to punch somebody, but it's it's nothing you're just punching a pillow. It's all those things. Fucking I. That's I, the song. I, I actually, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm, let's, I'm really excited to hear this. Well, let's get into it. This is uh, Recurring Dreams. Mr. Sean Manley, hardest working man in Gainesville. Here you go. Recorded live. I already love it. Now, is this one that you build up using your pedals and stuff? No looping in this.
Lunches doing nothing and running seems like walking. Can't hear a single word, but everyone is talking. Can't read between the lines, and I don't see the signs. I'm soaring in the sky across a speckled glisten bay. Feeling free and weightless on this blue sky sunny day. But when I hit the ground, Cause I dream years ago Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. That's like if Incubus was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was really no, good. yeah. You can. It, it's so cool. Like I can hear your 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 background, like your influences. You know, it's like we we come from a very similar place. I think uh, musically, you know, something about that time frame. You know, the nineties. Oh yeah, two thousands and shit. There's it just, was it was infectious. Oh my really was. god. I I do I all the time I just take me back man like back it, it was so cool I mean not to mention you know the the major bands you know but I mean 
there was a lot of great smaller acts, you know, out there. Uh, there was a lot of great, um, like, I mean, Alice in Chains, we know, Pearl Jam, we know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then you got uh, uh, Mad Season, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, there was a lot of, there's a lot of cool shit like that that was going on with bands uh, yeah, switching it, up members and recording yeah. with, like, a few songs and, and you know, putting you know, it out. It really was that big break from like hair metal mm-hmm. taking over everything and having yeah. bands like Shotgun Messiah and Poison. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it went from like everything started sounding raw instead of like, you know, especially like the drums. Mm-hmm. The drums were started sounding very raw. Yeah. And you actually heard them and said, pow, you know, these like giant snare drums, like super compressed. Yeah. And, and there was, it was, there was anger. You know, yeah, people that came weren't back used to, to hearing that instead of anymore. nothing. Yeah, but a good time. You know, it's it was load up on guns and bring yeah, your friends. Yeah, and <laughs> yep. And you know, and of course, like smells like Teen Spirit in that video. Oh man, hitting MTV, it it changed everything. That lets you know something new was happening. I yeah, mean, just I remember my parents. I remember they just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. And now, God, I hate feeling that same way when my my kids come out and they're like, yeah, what about this, that, or the other thing? And I'm like, that is not even music. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't get it. You know, I'm, I'm now doing the same shit <laughs> my parents did. Dude, it's, it's the coolest fucking thing. It's like every once in a while I'll get a text from my mom. Yeah. Be like, Matt, Rob Zombie just came on the radio and I thought about you and it's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit. She's Mom's like, listening what, to you're zombie. listening to Dragula? Yeah, like, right. What? <laughs> well, man, uh, where uh, you got any websites you want to drop? Let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, all that good shit. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure with that. Uh, I think... Uh, well, I'll find it and you, I'll link yeah. to you in the show notes. Yeah, you can you could definitely follow me on uh, Facebook. Uh, also, I do have a Reverb Nation page as well. I, I need to get better about updating that. Um, somehow I'm still like... Uh, I checked a couple days ago. I'm like number five. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can deal with Doing that. Doing something right. Yep. Uh yeah, I I have Sean's guitar lessons.com too, but I, I haven't I haven't really done anything with that. Yeah. But uh I'll go ahead and just mention uh shows that are coming up. Um let's see what we got here. So this is probably gonna air in the future. So yeah, we, um, we throw it out Sunday. All right. So uh, once it's out uh, on Sunday in the present, uh, I'm going to be playing over at Crafty Bastards on Friday. That's going to be Friday, February 5th. Uh, then I'm going to be over at High Springs Brewing Company on Saturday. And, A lot uh, of people are getting out there, man. They're, they they got some good shit coming in. Dude, I mean, they are definitely a very supportive place. And the cool thing is, is like... I think, you know, whenever you're playing places in Gainesville, Gainesville's spoiled. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so used to getting it. And it's oh, yeah. like, 
you know, playing at High Springs, I guess you have High Springs Brewing, and then you also have the Great Outdoors. They're even a little more used to it at Great Outdoors. But people who are coming out to High Springs Brewing Company, they are uh, they're much more engaged with the bands. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh yeah, you I don't bet. see anybody with their arms crossed <laughs> out there. Like, they're the there to days. have a good time. Yeah, you they know? are. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, so man, that's been a, a great place to play. Great people out there. Yeah. Um One Love Cafe, that's that's been a another awesome place to play, outdoor venue. Which Have they gotten their stuff uh squared away? I know they were experiencing some issues with some neighbors or something yeah. like that too. Um from what I could tell should be run out of town on a rail, but Yeah, I mean that was one of those things that was going around a bit and uh it you know it was making it to the the courtroom Mm -hmm. and back out and i think at this point maybe they come up with some resolution i hope so you know they they put this like little back piece to the stage they they've been trying to monitor you know noise levels out there i definitely hope it works out for them because it sounds like there's just some folks tossing around some negativity for no reason and you know but they sound like they're trying to be stand-up folks about it so we should uh we should have some of those we should have one of those folks on people from one love uh, we should like a restaurant manager yeah. or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring them on. well I, I brought up Barenbacher's once before oh, oh yeah. man i was yeah. just over there dude yeah. that place is so good yep yep <laughs> dude and they got that stage out back so like yes, that might be do. a place i was just see that's the reason why that was at the top of my head i'm like that could be a cool place for like for you to check out like do a little acoustic <laughs> show like out back and man i mean they even have a um uh uh satch twos yeah right there yeah satch yeah. squared yeah. Yep. Well, man, I uh, I hope that 2021 is uh, is the year that things are on the upswing for you. You know, I hope things continue where you left off. You know, and, and uh, glad to see you, you at least got the uh, the other job going and um, finding something you really enjoying doing. So, either way, I think you're going to be all right. Yeah. You know? it, it's so. it's been a surprise. Like yeah. I never thought that I would get into a career like this. And, and I will say that you always seem to have the wildest fucking van adventures. Like yeah. you've always every time I see a post it's something something's going on with a van. You get yeah. like tires punctured or <laughs> Jesus. Oh, actually, yeah. I mean, I was in a car accident in uh 2019. I think yeah. it was in April. So, yeah, that that really sucked. That definitely, like, I I don't know. I was still able to play shows, but one of the yeah. things that was going on is uh, the pinky on my fret hand. I would play through, like, about halfway through the show, and I would just have these electrifying, like, nerve shocks. Oh, man. For what felt like forever, it was probably just a few seconds. Yeah. And then it would, that would go away, and it'd be fine. But, like, every show. Oh. So... Uh, when I was talking to, you know, like the chiropractor about getting a referral and what to do, they're like, oh, well, we'll just send you to a surgeon and they'll just cut that nerve right out. I was just <laughs> like, wow, just start <laughs> hacking at my hand. Why don't Jesus. you? I'll be a great guitar player then. Uh, uh, pardon me? <laughs> yeah. You said what? Yeah. So uh, I'm like, no thanks. But they're like so nonchalant about it. So 
Uh, I knew there had to be something in there. I actually yeah. had like windshield glass ar- around where oh, that was shit. at. And windshield glass doesn't really shatter. So I'm just going to say like, you know, it's a, it's made, it's tempered, you yeah. know, like whatever for safety. But for some reason, you know, like I will say that n- over 99% of that glass isn't going to shatter. Well, this was that, you know, yeah. point whatever percent and it went in my pinky. Oh. So, uh, that piece of glass that was causing that, it doesn't cause pain anymore, but it's coming to the surface. Oh, no it's going to make its way out. Dude. I can see it now. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you just going to cut it one night and like fucking pry it out? You know, I'm trying to. Cause my wife will fucking do it right Ooh, now. I promise no, no, you. No, 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 no. Oh my God. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm trying to let nature do its thing. Oh man. It, I mean, I think I'm going to eventually try to maybe help it out, but. Yeah. It, it looks like it's coming out on its own. It's freaky. <laughs> well, I hope that you'll come back and uh, do some more of these. Yeah, man. Man. With, because, with all uh, 10 digits. Yeah. With all 10 digits. Um, <laughs> because it's official, man. You're, you're a porch villain now. You're, you're nice. one of the, one of the crew. Honor. So anytime, man, uh, anytime you want to come and hang out, talk about shit you got going on. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, we're here. Well, thanks, so. Nick. Thanks, man. All right. No, man. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Porchville Podcast. Get over there to uh, porchvillepod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us uh, on all your major places. All your <laughs> all your major all shit. What are they called? Platforms. God damn it. Find us on all your platforms. Make Syndicated. sure you hit that subscribe button. Share, share, share. Tell your friends about us. Send us some emails. Porchmail at porchvillepod.com. Sean, thank you very much, brother. Matt, it's been a good night. We'll see you next time. Take care of your mental health. We love you. Bye-bye.